Hello and welcome back to the Audio DT with Rem T, the Audio Divar Torah with Rem T, the Sheer where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We're in Parshas Yisro, the giving of the Torah, the Aseris Hadibros are in this Parsha, the main mainstays of the Judaic way of life and really leading toward morality in the whole world based on the traditions, the ideas of Judaism about how there can't be murdering and, and there has to be proper justice and there has to be proper morals in the world, no kidnapping, no, no stealing, no murdering, you know, honoring the parents and keeping the Sabbath. That obviously is the Jewish way of life and that there's one God, no other gods, and all the other ones as well. And everything stems from that. They say from the everything else is hinted to or or is brought about or can be learned out from. So in this partial we see the Aserasadibros and everybody had to prepare for it and they had to take Moshe figured out, Moshe Rabbeinu figured out there really has to be three days and of course we also find out from Yisra the idea of a Judaic, a judicial system in the Judaic realm, how there were leaders of tens and hundreds and thousands and of ten thousands and then of course the, the most difficult matter excuse me, would come to Moshe a way of finding out how to apportion, how to delegate, which in and of itself is a good lesson for life. Sometimes we can't be the only one to do everything. Sometimes we need to be able to delegate. We need to be able to give out tasks and give out abilities to other people to take care of. It can't just always be on us. Everything can't be on our shoulders. If you're ahead of a team, you can't do everything. You have to give it out to other people. You have to allow it to, to go to other people. If you're in an administration or you're as a part of a team of a shul, you're part of a team of a school, or you're part of a team of any company, you have to be able to delegate and realize how it could go out to other people. Just like in the Parsha Lahavdim, we see how Moshe had the system set up by his father-in-law suggestion so to an own life, uh, life, we need to have the system set up in our own life as well. And of course, the Sarasadibros are fundamental foundations for us to realize how to live life, realizing there's only Hashem, nothing else, realizing we have to honor our parents and our elders, we have to realize not to steal, not, not, to, not to, to hurt other people, and not to cause damage, and not to go against the laws of the Torah. The laws of the Torah are the way of, of life. It guides us in how to live our life the best way. All important things to learn about and to think about in our own daily life. But we want to focus in on the Pasuk in Perak Yudtet, Pasuk Aleph. It says, Bachodesh Hashlishi, let's say it's B'nai Yisrael Me'eretz Mitzrayim, Bayom Hazeh, Ba'al the Midbar Sinai. So in the third month of the Jews leaving Egypt, on that day, on that very day, on this very day, really, by Yom Hazeh, on this day, on that day, they came to Midbar Sinai. Why the phraseology in the Pasuk? Why does it say by Yom Hazeh? Why tell us on that day, on this day? Why use such a word? Why not just say, Why say by Yom Hazeh? That seems superfluous. We know nothing is extra in the Torah. We know every word Every phrase is important in the Torah, and there's so many laws, so many halachas, so many ideas that are learned just from words or verses in the Torah. Some halachas are learned just from the crowns of the Torah, and some things are learned from S, you know, and there's a whole um, there's a whole debate in the Gemara how there was a rabbi that tried to darsh and tried to learn out every S until he came to S, S Hashem, or something like that. 
And he couldn't figure out, he threw his life's work away until Rabbi Akiva came and said, Es l'rabo de tamide chachamim, not just to fear Hashem, but to stand in awe of the tamide chachamim. So every word teaches us something, we can learn something from everything. So of course here by Yom Hazed, nothing is superfluous, nothing is extra, we're supposed to learn something. What is that something? Why use such a phrase? Especially in the context and the relevance of this Pasuk how they're getting ready for receiving the Torah. So why the need to exactly explain that it was on that day or on this day, depending on how you would translate it, that the Jews came. So Rashi picks up on this and says, what does it mean on this day? The Mechalta points out on Shabbos, on the new moon, it could have said only on that day. What is the meaning of on this day? that the words of the Torah shall be new to you as if they were given just today. The words of the Torah should be new to you, should be novice to you, and should be as if they were fresh in your eyes as if they were just given today. It comes from Tanchuma Bubar. And that's the idea how the Talmud and the Torah and the Nevi'im and the Kasuvim, Torah Shabbat Peh, Torah Shabbat Sav, should all be seeming as if it's electrified and brand new and fresh in your eyes. It might seem familiar, but it should seem fresh. You know, we know that the Malach learns with us, we're taught in the womb, the Malach learns with us, the whole Torah, and then they touch us on the, on the space underneath the nose, so that we forget it. And that's why all people have that indentation, Kabbalistic, spiritualistically, or whatever way, that it's an exclamation why we have that spot on, on top of our lip, under our nose. Ever wonder why you have that little indentation, that groove? It's because of that. They say that the, the Malach, Hashem's Malach, learns with you, and then it is lost. We lose it. And the question is why? Why would a Malach learn with us only in order for us to forget it? Only in order for us to lose it. What's the point of doing it to begin with? And the answer is, so that it, is, it was in our minds, it was in our hearts, so that when we see something, it's not as if it's brand, it's not as if it never came before, but we have a little bit of relevance to it, and we have a little bit of familiarity to us, and we say, oh, I, where have I heard this before? Where have I seen this before? Why is it like a little bit of deja vu? So it's a little bit familiar to us that when we go and we learn and we learn and we learn, it stays with us. And that's how it should be with the learning, that we're familiar with it, but it still has a fresh take. That's why we keep going and we keep learning and we keep plugging away every day. All of our lives we should be learning every single day, this day, every day. Take this day to learn and to complete and to keep on going, to, to see the the information in the Torah, to learn the information in the Torah. So that's the first thing to think about from this. Torah should constantly be new in your eyes and in your ears. That's why we constantly do the Torah portions every year, every week, and we start over right away on Simchas Torah after finishing the Vezosa Bracha reading, and, and and we go right away the next to the next reading for for Beratius. We pick up and we keep going on that day, that day, that day. And each time we come to something, it should be fresh. This day, today, it should be fresh for us, it should be new for us. If we see the Torah again each week of each year and we come back to it a year from now, it should still be fresh. It should be seen with new eyes this day, each time we come to it. Learn something a little different on it. Pick up something a little bit different on it. Look at a different website about it. 
different websites like Asian Chaban and all the wonderful websites bring up different things every year about the Parsham that you can learn about the Parsham. The sources, by the way, are from Chabad. But when we when we look at the information, it should be new for us. Each time we go through Daf, even if you do a couple of cycles, every time you come to the cycle, you can learn something new, you can see something new, you can, real, you can rein in something new, you can find something new. And there's always what to learn. Each time you see something, you can learn something new. That's why we go and we continue right after the second, after we finish the cycle of the... Parshiot of the Torah and Simchasar, we start right away in Bereshis. Once we finish, we start again because we're always reviewing this day, today, every day. We keep going. That's why right away the next day for Dafyomi, we do Dafyomi every single day, regardless of the day. And the second we finish the Siyam, we start right up the next day again. So we celebrated last year with the beautiful 90,000 plus people in the stadium. And those of us like myself who watched from home, it was a beautiful, beautiful celebration. And I'm proud to be part of the Daf Plinender. And I love being part of the movement. It feels like you're part of something greater than yourself. And whether you listen to a podcast about the Daf Yomi, which I often do, like Rabbi Rosner, or whether you read it inside the English or Hebrew or Aramaic and English or just Aramaic, however you do it. Recently, I've also been trying to, to, instead of listening, actually reading it inside the English and sometimes looking at the notes, and it's very fascinating to Tomlin. I used to never think I could do it, and then once we got married, that was a, a goal, a mission to try to join the Daf Yomi. is a wonderful thing, but every day you have to do it. This day, today, I have to do Daf. Tomorrow, I have to do Daf. This is a commitment, Blinadere, I set upon to do. I have to do this this day. I have to get through my, my Halacha Yomi, my Mishnah Yomi, my my Steimikr Yomi, my Mitzvah Yomi, and I for, I forget. Oh, and Nach Yomi. These are wonderful initiatives from the OU. You could easily sign up. It's hard to find time in the day to learn. So, you know, besides for the Shiur, besides for the podcast that I try to do, and besides for Daf that I try to do, it's very hard to fit in other things. So, a wonderful solution that the OU came up with is to is to make sure you have a little bit of Torah every day. So they have an email. This day, today I get the emails. Tomorrow I get the emails. And these are things to read through every day. So they send five things to me, Blinader, every day. And they double up for Shabbos or Yom Tov. It's really a nice initiative. So they do Nachyomi, where they go through Navim and Ksuvim. It takes probably around two years, because there's a... All these things, there's, Yesh, you, you know, Yeshua Shoftim, Shmuel Al, Shmuel Bet, Melcham Al, Melcham Bet, Yeshayir, Miyecheskel, and Treyasur, and then they move over to Kesuvim. So right now they're going through Tehillim, they do one of the Prakim of Tehillim a day, and then the, it's probably a two-year process, and every day there's a little synopsis of what is going on in that parak. So they'll say, you know, um, for example, in, in, in Yehoshua 1, so Joshua takes over, Yehoshua takes over, and yada, yada, yada. It's a wonderful thing. And then another email where they do halacha yomis, they talk about a halacha, they try to make it practical. So they'll talk about, if this is a smelling thing, am I allowed to smell it on Shabbos? And then they'll go through sources and usually give a decision. Halacha, actually, in general, is very difficult with finding decisions. A lot of times there's machokases, there's no clear-cut answer. Especially for people studying in a smichav program, or people that went to yeshiva, people that went to to seminary, people in any of these rabbinical colleges can attest to that it's very difficult. There's always many opinions, and it's very hard to find the practical applications and to find the ramifications, how it's going to be about. Halacha was always very difficult for me, very, very technical, very difficult. But this halacha yomi, you know, it goes through the halacha of day. And then there's a mishnah yomi, 
where they go through Mishnayis, like there's Gemara is the explanation from the Mishnah, and it's also a nice thing to go through Mishnah, so they go through two short Mishnahs a day, usually giving a, a Mishnah on, on each, and it's just very interesting, it's fascinating how it goes about. There's also the, the mitzvah of the day, where they, dis, where they discuss the mitzvah of the day, and the way that they call it is that there's the Oyuz Nachiomi, and it's written by Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. So today's was like three paragraphs talking about that one of the Psalms by David. Then they call it the OU's Shnai Mikra, where they go through one para- one uh, aliyah a day. They start usually Saturday night, Sunday, and they finish by Friday. They get all seven aliyahs, and they give a, light, a nice synopsis, again, by Rabbi Jack Abramowitz of OU, giving a little synopsis of Shnai Mikra. Obviously, the best way is doing it is going through all the psukim with Unglis. Some say all the psukim with Rashi. Some say going through it in English a couple of times. And I used to do it that way, but at least this is some small way of at least knowing what's going on in the, in the, in the Parsha of the week. There's also the Oyuz Mishnah Yomit, like I mentioned, where it goes through two Mishnayas of the day, also by Rabbi Jack Abramowitz from the OU. And then the other one we talked about is the, is the Oyuz Taryag, where they go through a mitzvah a day. And they explain the mitzvah, they explain if it applies in all times and places, where it can be found, also by Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. And then there's the OU kosher, and that's what I'm talking about, the halacha. Usually they give you halacha yomis. For example, do you have to give tithes from tea or herbal leaves that were grown in Israel? They give you a nice little paragraph. And it doesn't say who wrote it. But it says who it's dedicated in front of, and it, it might be from Rabbi Jack Abramowitz's tomb, but it's from uh, the OU. And these are just five simple ideas of a, of a way to learn, a way to go about the day, and the way to, to, to capitalize on this day. The Pusik tells us this day, because this day is the day we have to capitalize on what we have, carpe diem, seize the day, learn what you can today. We have to keep going about the parshio, keep going and doing the daf, whatever we can to learn every day. Even simple, wonderful emails synopsized by the OU and, and major, major, major props and thanks to Rabbi Jack Abramowitz for doing such a wonderful initiative. Very simple, you could easily sign up at the OU. And there are other people who do different ways. They get chizik emails or they get Torah emails. They get Devar Torah sent over. There are different ways to get about it, but with technology, it's so easy to do so. So we say that we have to stay on the today, and that's that might be why the Pasuk says this day, to teach that not just that was when the Torah was given, but every day it's as if the Torah was given anew every single day. This day we capitalize on learning Torah. This day we have to put more Torah in our life and learn more in our life every single day. What else can we learn? What else can we see? What else can we do? And that's why maybe after we finish a Masechta, we say the Hadron on all we learn to prove and to talk about how we have to come right back to it. Psalm teaching us that there's an element to renewing and preparing to continuing learning that very day. The Hadron teaches us and says we will come back, God willing, to learn it again, Bli Neder. And I took a picture of the Hadron to share it with you to talk about what it says in the Hadron, what it really means, and how we go about it. The Hadron says that whatever Mesechta, whatever part of Gemara, or whatever thing you finished, you say a little paragraph explaining the joyous occasion. Usually you make a seam to do this. A lot of people do it after finishing to make a celebratory meal. Very common to do it in the nine days so that you could have meat because there's no seam except with Basra Viyayin. 
They say, but the Hajjan teaches us that we shall return to you whatever tractate you're doing, we shall, and you shall return to us. Our thoughts are on you whatever tractate you finish, and your thoughts are on us. We will not forget you, this tractate, and you will not forget us, neither in this world nor in the world to come, teaching us that this learning we did always stays with us, how I always talk about in all the shows. Whatever you learn about, whatever you do in this world comes with you. The materialism never comes, but the spirituality stays with you and comes with you. That's the only thing that really stays with you after 120 years. You take your good name, you take your mitzvahs, you take your chesed, and you take your Torah learning. And that's why we hope that the Torah learning will never forget us. All the mitzvahs, all the chesed, all the Torah that we learned this day, every day, should come with us and bring us with us to the next world. Then we go and we talk about in the Hadron how it should be your will, Hashem, the God of our forefathers, that the Torah be with us in this world. It should be our preoccupation. It should be what we spend our time on. And it should remain with us in the world to come. And then it talks about all the pap- all the papas. This rabbi that had, I think, ten sons, Chanina and Rami and Nachman and Achai and Abamari, and Raphram and Rachish and Sorchav and Abida and Dura, if I'm com- if I'm saying it correctly, all the different puppies, uh, papas, excuse me, not puppies. We also talk about in the Hadron how we're capitalizing on the Torah. We learn how we'll come back to it, and we talk about that Hashem should sweeten the words of the Torah in our mouth and the mouths of all the Jewish people that we should study it and we should be involved in it, and that the commandments should make us wiser and protect us from our enemies, that it should ever be with us, and that we should be perfect in the mitzvahs, doing the mitzvahs, never forgetting to do mitzvahs, and that we should be involved in doing them. We express Hashem, we express gratitude to Hashem, that we have a portion of this world that we study and we learn and we do Torah mitzvahs, and that we don't have a portion with the idlers, people doing nothing. We we talk about how we arise early and they arise early. What do they arise early for? Narishka. We arise early for the words of Torah. They arise for idleness. We toil and they toil, but we toil and receive reward while they toil and don't receive reward. We run and they run. Very famous um, aspect also. I think it might come from the Gemara. We we run and they run. We run to the life of the world to come because we know Olam Hazeh is the, is the carter to the Olam Haba. What we do in this world can bring us to the next world, Prakavos teaches us. While they run to the well of destruction. As it says, but you, Hashem, will lower them into the well of destruction, men of bloodshed, and they won't live out half their days, but I trust in you, Hashem. We also talk about that it should be your will, just like I completed whatever tractate I'm talking about at the Siam. So too, you help me to complete other tractates and other books and to complete them, to learn and to teach, to safeguard and to perform. That's the best level because when we do that, we're given the ability to do all those things, not just to learn for the sake of learning, but to learn for the sake of practicing and preaching and teaching to others. And that the words of the Torah be in our mouths with love and the merit of all the people we learn about who teach us, like the Tanaim and the Amaram from the Gemara, the sages, and the commentators that shouldn't depart from our mouths and the mouths of our children, which is the best blessing is to have children, grandchildren, grandchildren who are all from, all learned learned people involved in Torah and Chesed. That's the best type of Nachas, besides for just having children who marry and have kids, but upraising them to be good, uprightous Jews involved in Torah and Chesed is the best type of Nachas to have. And when we walk, it should be to be guided by Torah. When we lie down, that we're watched over by Hashem, and that He should be with us, and He should stay with us, and that our days should be increased with Torah, that we should have long days, and Hashem should give us might in His, in His, 
in his mind, and then we say, of course, the Kaddish, how we talk about how Hashem should be glorified and He should be exalted, and that how there should be the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem, the temple within, get rid of all the alienness in the world, not just idol worship, but anything that people worship, like money, power, prestige, all hevel things that are not right. And we talk about how there should be peace and grace and kindness upon the disciples of the Jews, and there should be much peace from heaven upon all of Israel. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful phraseology and paragraphs that we say after finishing a track day. But it shouldn't just be that we think about all these wonderful things after finishing the track day, and it should be that it should be in our minds at all times. You know, we should want to finish many track dates. We should want to finish many different books of the Torah and the commentators and the and and the like. We want it to be... That today we grab hold, this day, as the Pasuk in this week's Parsha teaches us, this day we should grab as much as we can. This day we should learn, every day we should learn, and this day we should come back to whatever we finished and review it. We review it again and again, there's never enough times to review something, to go through something. Somebody, I don't think it it would be a, a right thing to say, you know, I learned enough. That would not be the right thing to say for sure. There's always more to learn. Even someone who went through the daf 20 times, there's always something to learn from the daf each cycle, each time. There's always something that flies out at you that you'll understand better, you understand differently. Each time you see the Parsha every year, there's something to learn this day today. There's something to see, there's something to learn, there's something to gain from the Parsha. Listening to it and, and being involved in it this time, this day. We need to make sure that we understand to capitalize on learning things this day, today. We need to be involved and understand that we can learn something from each parsha. We can learn something from each staff. We can learn something from each email, each Torah email from the OU or Chabad or wherever you get sources. You could be privy to hearing nice sayings or hearing nice mitzvahs or halachas or mishnahs or the like from the different sources in all of your days. This day we should capitalize on, and that might be what Moshe was telling the people, when you have to prepare yourself for three days to receive the Torah, understand the Torah is going to be your lifeblood, it's going to be your life force. If you can attach yourself to Torah as your main so your main occupation, that'll be a good lifeboat for you, that'll be a good life vest for you to be involved. We need to make sure to do things on that very day, especially related to Torah learning. Once we complete something, we start again and move on to the next thing, but we hopefully keep in mind to come back to the idea of Chazora also being very important. You hear a shir, sometimes it's good to just sit and reflect upon what you heard, what you learned, what you saw. You want to keep inspiration? We're going to talk about it, God willing, on the lecture series. You want to keep inspiration? Think about how you could attach what you heard, reflect on what you heard, what you learned, and see how you could put it into practice. The best way to to keep something in mind is to put it into practice, to put it into action, to actually do something with it, to actually move forward with it. The sources from Chabad teach from the Talmud in Shabbos that on the first of the month of Sivan, they arrived at Sinai, they arrived at Har Sinai, and on that day, Moshe did not say anything at all to them on account of their exhaustion from the journey. Another lesson, it's about the importance of timing, the importance of placement and timing. That's why the Pirkei says, you know, if someone makes a vow or someone has their dead in front of them, understand the relevance of timing. Don't talk to them about the dead person when it just happened. Lowell, anyway, we should have known from such things, but give them time to process. Someone made a vow in the heat of the moment, don't chastise themselves, let it sit in. Understand the relevance of timing and importance. Understand the situation, the context around you. Moshe realized 
this day. I can't talk to them yet. We just traveled a lot and we need to settle down. You know, I can't call my friend. He just moved today. I can't call my 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 long-lost friend because he just returned from his trip a week away. He needs to unpack and whatnot. You have to understand the relevance of timing and context and, and the situation. Moshe saw that. They were all exhausted from their journey on the day, so he couldn't talk to them that day. He had to give them a little time to settle down. He had to give them a little time to calm down. But on the second day, he said to them, You shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. You're going to be a, a holy nation, a nation, a kingdom of priests. And how do we do that? By attaching ourselves to the Torah, by living our lives through the Torah, making sure that this day we do so. This day we are privy to being involved in it, using the Torah as our guide, as our guidebook, doing the chesed, doing the missiles, doing the Torah as best we can, attaching ourselves to such a life and learning when we can in different ways, different methods. It's so easy nowadays. Besides for the emails mentioned before, besides for the fact you could listen to our podcast or other people's podcasts, you could watch videos, you could go to websites, read articles, see discussions, read books. It's so easy. And even even if there's a, a, a religious TV show, a religious movie, religious Orthodox Jewish one would be a wonderful way to learn. They're so easy nowadays to learn. It's accessible to all technology that Hashem created has made it easily accessible to all this day to get information from a Torah perspective. There's almost no excuse nowadays not to learn, not to get what you can because it's so easy to reach these things. It's so easy to be macabre these things anyway. And on the third day, Moshe informed them of Hashem's command to set boundaries around Mount Sinai. Also important to realize that we have to set boundaries in our own life. We can't take on too much, can't take on too little. We have to structure our day and set boundaries to the day. I'm sorry right now, I can't, I can't do X or I can't do Y. I just don't have the time. I don't have the capability. I don't have the ability. I'm just stretched too thin. I'm sorry. You know, they say people are involved all day long in chesed opportunities, but it cannot be to the detriment of your own family. You know, it's wonderful if you accept people for 20 hours a day, but if you don't see your wife, you don't see your kids, Is that what is that really teaching them? That strangers come before you? That other people come before me? Other people come before family? No way. Family comes first. They say chesed begins in the home. First, take care of your wife. Then take care of your kids. And then if you have time, you could take care of your other things. That's why a lot of times, you know, I get the kids in bed after feeding them or whatnot. And then my wife and I hang out and take care of stuff. And then I myself take care of stuff. Yeah, if I have to do laundry, yeah, I have to put away laundry. Yeah, I have to do my recordings. Or yeah, I'm working on something or I want to watch something or, or read something myself. Let me do it on my own time after my wife is taken care of and after she's napping or, or or whatnot. But we have to make sure to set the priority, set the boundaries in the right way. It's a wonderful idealistic thing to be involved all day long and all night long in chesed for others, but it has to start at the home, has to start in with the immediate people around you in your life. They have to come first. Boundaries have to be done, and it has to be set up in the right way. So Moshe talked to the Jewish people about boundaries on the third day, and on the fourth day he commanded them to sanctify yourselves today and tomorrow, following which the Torah was given on the sixth day of Sivan. How do we sanctify ourselves? By being involved in a holy life. How do we be involved in a holy life? by doing mitzvahs, elevating the mundane to the spiritual, which we've talked about before, especially on the audio DT, but other shows how we elevate everything around us. We take our mundane things and we infuse them with holiness. 
using a smartphone to record shiurim, or podcasts like we like to do, or taking a book, the written word, and writing it from a Torah perspective, taking a website and making it a Jewish website, Aish, infusing holiness into our mundanity, taking the wine or grape juice and saying a bracha over it to elevate it. We have to sanctify our lives, like Moshe said. Rabbi Yossi says the Torah was given on the seventh day of the month, Moshe having added a third day of sanctification out of his own understanding. But all agree that the Torah was given on Shabbos. Interesting how Shabbos is an It's a sign forever that, that, it, that Hashem stopped, rested, quote-unquote, on the seventh day as a as a sign between us and Hashem that, that He is the creator of the world, the ruler of the world, but also the, the Torah itself testifies that it was given on Shabbos that Hashem is the creator. Hashem is the king among all kings, the only king, the true one king, the true one and only God in this earth. So Torah was given on Shabbos. They differ only in that Rav Yossi says the first of the month was a Sunday, while the other rabbis hold that the first of the month was a Monday. So we think about the fact that it said this day. Thinking about this day, wondering what we could do about this day, making the Torah ours this day every day, being involved in the Torah every single day. The Lubavitcher Rebbe points out that a most puzzling thing in the Talmud's account is the fact that on the first day of Sivan, the day on which the people of Israel arrived at the place where they would receive the Torah, Moshe did not say anything at all to them on account of their exhaustion from the journey. Talking about understanding the ability of time and context and placement, for six weeks the children of Israel had been eagerly awaiting the most important event in their history and in the history of the world. You know, if the Jews didn't accept the Torah, the whole world would have been brought back to Tohu Vavohu. was the whole reason of the world being in existence. The whole reason for the existence of the world was the receiving of the Torah. The most important event in their history, the receiving of the Torah from Hashem. Our sages tell us that they literally counted the days, hence our annual practice of counting the Omer during the weeks that connect Passover to Shavuos, Pesach to Shavuos, the Omer. Does it make sense that on the very day they arrived at Har Sinai, they would do nothing at all in preparation for the great day? The Lubavitcher Rabbi asked with the sources in Chabad. At Sinai, the divine wisdom was revealed to man. Obviously, the human mind cannot attain the divine wisdom on its own. That must be given to it by God himself. So although God instructed us to study his Torah, desiring that human intellect should serve as the vehicle by which we apprehend his truth, a crucial prerequisite to Torah study is the mind's total abnegation of its ego. Only after it has voided itself of all pretension that it is capable of attaining the truth of truth on its own can the mind become a fit vessel to receive it. In the words of the sages, an empty vessel can receive, a full vessel cannot receive. So the day, this day, on which Moshe did not say anything at all to them was an integral part of their preparations for receiving the Torah. This was the day on which they undertook the most exhausting journey, 
of emptying their souls of intellectual vanity and making themselves fit receptacles for the divine truth. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe points out to us we have to empty our mind of the narishkeit, of the foolishness, of, of stuff taking up space that shouldn't be there. It's as if we have to empty our hard drive, kiviachal, of unnecessary space. Our phones are too full. Our phones are, are at max storage, right? So we delete pictures, we delete text messages, we delete app, WhatsApps, and we delete apps that we don't need. So in our own mind, also, kiviachal, do we have to delete stuff that doesn't need to be there. Get rid of the secular narishkeit or... or Knowledge of pop culture, knowledge of entertainment, knowledge of TV shows or, or movies or books, and make room for Torah. Only for Torah. Torah is supposed to be our derech eretz kabbalah Torah. We're supposed to have the proper manners. And then Torah comes, and then everything else. Torah is supposed to be our main occupation of life. We need to rid our minds of, not, of what's not supposed to be there to make room for what's supposed to be there, which is the Torah. And that could be why on that first day they came, and that's the day the motion didn't say anything. He wanted them to delete their hard drives. He wanted them to make room on their storage space, on their flash drives, in their brain, to be able to receive the Torah properly. That was that first day. And then he taught to them, hey, you got to be a kingdom of priests. We have to understand we're an orla goyim. We're supposed to be a light in the nations, living a moral life, an upstanding life, especially thinking about the Ten Commandments that come up in this week's Parsha, thinking about how we're supposed to have better morality than the rest of the world, and people should learn from our morality to have the proper morality. And where do you think the Judeo ideals of a Western civilized culture come from? It comes from Judaism. They call it Judeo-Christian, but really it's Judaism. Judaism was the first and only true way of life, really, in the world. It all comes from Judaic way of life, and that's how people learn from us. We're supposed to be that Orla Gaim, and then we're supposed to remember about boundaries, remember about how to set aside our days, who to put first, who to prioritize in our lives, our spouses and our kids, and then everybody else. Don't take care of things to the detriment of time lost or ability lost to your own family. And then remember also that you have to sanctify yourself, living a life full of Torah, mitzvahs, and chesed, living a life following the Torah, understanding that the Torah was given on Shabbos, it's an os, it's a sign that Hashem is the only real king in the whole world, and understanding that we're supposed to do things this day. Today is the day. Talking about this day. We're supposed to realize and remember what we're supposed to learn about every day. Thinking about the Hadron, how much wonderfulness comes from thinking about how our thoughts are with Hashem and that we want the words of Torah to be sweetened in our lives this day. Talking about this day, how we're supposed to do things and understand them and understand and remember how we're supposed to pick up everyday learning, like the ideas of the OU emails. Talking about how we're supposed to learn the DAF every single day this day. Talking about this day, how... When involved in Parsha, and even if we finish something, we pick up right away the next day, this day, to continue the learning and to keep going and, and, and to realize that the Torah shall be new to us as if it were just given today. That the Torah should be fresh in our mind, Torah should be fresh in our eyes, that it should always feel like it's something new. Even if you finish something, you should always go back to review it, you should go back to it and come back to it again and again and realize that it all comes from the idea of this day. The Pasuk says to us, this day, talking about this day, that's what it means, this day. The day the Jews came to, the, to, to prepare to receive the Torah is like our this day every day, learning about how we're supposed to learn Torah this day, 
how we could come to the Torah, how it could be fresh and our eyes should be sweetened and as if it's new to our eyes, thinking about how we learned it in the womb and how we're relearning it, but it should seem fresh, but a little bit familiar to us, but still fresh in different ways we could come to the Torah, that it should be new to us, it should be sweet to us, and it should be wonderful from us. If we can make ourselves be involved in Torah every day, if we can make ourselves be attuned to the Torah and love the Torah in every which way we can, whether we listen to it or we read about it or we see an email about it, anything we could do to bring the Torah to us this day in such a way the Torah can be sweetened for us, can be new to us, and can be attached to us that we could vitalize our lives to be a holy life and we could bring much shalom, much peace to the world, maybe in such a way we could bring Mashiach speedily in our days, may it be today. This has been the Audio DT with Reb T, and I'm your host, Reb T.